Two, one. I think it's time that we start the conversation to silence the shame. Silence the shame. Si- silence the shame. Silence is the difference between treatment or pain, life or death. Silence the shame. Speak up now and silence. 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 Silence the shame. What's up? What's up, everybody? It's your girl Shanti Das. This is the Silence the Shame podcast. It is May fifth. Yes, the five year hey. anniversary of silence of shame it's national silence of shame day we raising money we saving lives we're just happy to be here um i am so excited free how about you um very well and 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 more than anything shanti i swear i am very proud of you oh thank you thank you i feel like very uh well. Ooh, God throws a lot of tests your way and he gives you these ministries and these opportunities but um he'll give you the strength that you need to get through and endure. And it's been a tough year for so many of us, but we're here. And I'm so excited about this conversation today. Um, this is the Songwriters and Mental Health Podcast. And we have two incredibly amazing songwriters and one that I've seen grow from a young whippersnapper to an incredible Grammy award-winning songwriter and producer. And, and, and this other young lady, I feel like I've known her my entire life now. Um, she doesn't know, but we're gonna be BFFs, me, her and her daughter. Um, I just truly admire and love them and the work they're doing. But first I have to start by introducing um, our resident mental health professional today. Um, I feel like she is a little big sister to me now and it means so much to this organization. And she actually um, came on board in 2017 and started working with the organization. And then she became our board chair of Silence to Shame. And now, whoo, y'all, we got her. She is our executive director. And now I just wear the title of founder. What a beautiful thing. And I'm thanking God for um, all of his blessings. So let's welcome Jewel Gooding. Hi, Jewel. Can you believe you're here, this, this little organization that you were like, Oh, you know, y'all doing some good work, but you're doing what? You go, you're gonna do all of this as a little small advocacy group, and now look at us now. Thanks to you, we are really? here. You have made me eat my words. So yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> so excited to see Silence and Shame come this far. I am excited to be here. Um, so excited to see where we are going moving forward. So you have truly overcome leaps and bounds and I can see us in possibilities with just this one day is going to turn everything around. I'm going to believe in that right this second. So you guys, you know, just tune in um, so we can continue to see the growth of this organization. So excited for the podcast today too as well. Yes. Thank you for being on. And next up we have uh, Maruha Ratana. I love saying your name. (laughs) She is a songwriter and vocal psychologist. And and you actually were a therapist in Holland, um, in the Netherlands. So welcome to the show, Maruha. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Yes. So um, my name is Maruha Latana. As you said so beautifully, I always say it sounds like Hakuna Matata if you can't remember it exactly. (laughs) You can also call me Maru. Um, And... uh, I wasn't a therapist, I was a psychologist, which basically means I wasn't prescribing medication or anything like that, but I was helping people achieve their goals uh, professionally and personally. Uh, then became a singer-songwriter. Now I'm combining my two loves, psychology and music. So for the last few years, uh, aside from being a songwriter, I've helped coach uh, other singers and songwriters, um, make the most of their talents, uh, getting them into peak performance, and, um, you know, basically 
the thoughts and feelings and all the emotions that come up when you're a songwriter that can hold you back. We're trying to work with those so you can turn them into thoughts. And um, at a certain point, I thought, okay, you're a psychologist, use your knowledge to help yourself now. So I created all kinds of exercises and um, ways to kind of put myself, you know, in, 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 in a better performance shape and, um, you know, just make the most of my talents. And when I figured something out, I noticed that a lot of other, a lot of my peers were feeling the same things. So I started uh, helping them. And uh, that's what I've been doing now for several years. Um, so basically what I do is we take them from point A, where are you at right now, to point B. Uh, point B is not just, I wanna write uh, for Mariah Carey, for Neo, for all those beautiful people, but also how do I wanna feel? What, what, what do I want to experience? Because John, I'm really curious how you feel about that. Because at your level, you know, that level of success as a young songwriter can feel very, like, oh, that's the dream. When I have that, I'll finally be happy. But what I've noticed um, with myself and some peers is when you do uh, get that level of success, there can still be this emptiness or even a greater emptiness because you're still living with your own uh, demons, if you will, your own insecurities, your own fears. And so uh, one of my favorite things to do is to help people you know, get a better relationship with themselves so that they can enjoy their success. That's really beautiful. And I'm telling you now, we're going to um, enlist you for, for some support for Soundtrack of Mental Health. So I would love that. know that, that we want you on this journey with us. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And last but not least, um, we have um, someone we I don't we're I call ourselves friends, but I, I look at him like a little brother. And I know we don't hang out as much, but just, you know, the, the love of people that grew up in Atlanta and in the music community is real. And if you ever call me um, any time of day, you know, I'm there for you, brother. That's how much the love runs deep and how much admiration and respect I have for you, because it's always the same. We might not see each other for a couple of months or whatever, but the love and the respect is always there. And, and just obviously your career. It's so incredible to watch you grow from like a 15 year old. I think we met through either um, Usher or Jermaine Dupree, but I do think it was Usher. Yeah. Um, let's welcome to the show Grammy Award winning songwriter, producer, and artist, Jante Austin. Woo! Uh, thank you. Thank you for that. No, I, I appreciate it. Yeah, no, we, we go back. The, uh, the, you know, people know, I mean, it said the, the ATL love, the ATL connection. This is, you know, like you say, we're, we're, we're not friends down at ATL. It's all family. It's all love all the time uh, and, and has been for uh, for many years. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, for those that don't know, I'm a, a singer, songwriter, uh, producer, a couple songs that you may know uh, from my catalog or Mariah Carey's. We belong together. Um, that I co-wrote with Mariah, just a small and Jermaine record. Dupree, just, just, just <laughs> <big record. laughs> um, okay. Tyrese's uh, "Sweet Lady," uh, Mary J. Blige's "Be Without You." Oh my lord! Uh, just, just to name a couple. The soundtrack <laughs> of my life. <laughs> forget, forget what we're talking about. The soundtrack of my life. Hello. Oh my god! Thank you so much. And, and you know what I have to say about you, like. When I do reach out, you always get back to me, whether you're available or not. You're just such a, a genuine person and, and your spirit is incredible. And, and not just 
I respect you so much. I just want to publicly say that. Like, you're a good guy. You're one of the good Thank ones. You. Thank you so much. The love is mutual. Always. Absolutely. So let's jump right in. We're talking about um, songwriters and mental health, and, and hopefully this conversation will help heal and, and really um, bestow the grace upon these songwriters that they may need um, from what they're experiencing through the pandemic. So let's get right into it. I have a question for you. Do you um, also help maybe other songwriters guide that into the music or how to like um, channel that? Because I think that sometimes maybe um, I'll say what I what I love is the vulnerability that you may be able to hear in an artist. I think when an artist reaches a certain level of fearless vulnerability, yeah. their creative excels. That's so, yeah, are you yeah. able to kind of help them? That is, I would say that's 99% of what I do because what mm -hmm. happens is that, um, you know, when you start specifically, um, not even when you start, I think there's always a certain level of, oh, I need to be this way. I should write this type of song. I should um, sound like this or like this person even. But the, the beauty of, of art and music and, and, and singing is that when you get to the core of you, to the essence of you, and you stop um, pretending and you stop blocking yourself, that's when the real gems appear. And it's funny how many people come to me and say, yeah, I can't really sing, I hate my voice. Uh, even professional singers will say this to me, I hate my voice. But what they really hate is the, the tension that your body creates when you start blocking your voice. So when you, when you, for instance, are afraid of judgment and your chest might you know, collapse a little bit instead of expand, that tension creates a frequency in your voice that, that isn't always pleasant. But when you really um, connect with your emotions and accept yourself for who you are and you allow your chest to expand, you sound gorgeous because that's you know, the beauty of every human being. So I well, totally I, agree with that. Yeah. I actually really love that. Jewel, Jewel, what what does that make you, you know, think about when you, you know, you think like as creatives, right? And and we get this tension, but that tension can lead to anxiety, right? And and even depression and, and how that self-doubt comes in. And then you feel like, okay, nobody's gonna like this song, nobody likes me. What what do you think from a, a well mental wellness perspective about that? Well, you know, it's an essence of everything we think about mental health, right? Exactly what Maruha is talking about. It's the way we're thinking, the way we're feeling, the way we're behaving, right? All of those emotions. And then it's how we're coping. Music is their coping, right? That's the way that you find your, your outlet. That's your space. That's where you get to be who you want to be. But when you're given an opportunity to do so and it has to be judged, and that's when all of these other stressors, that's internal stressors are coming out, and then that internal stressor is coming in, right? It starts to just exactly what Maruha said, it holds you back because you're, again, second-guessing yourself. So sitting with yourself, that self-awareness is so important when you're trying to release that creative being, right? When you're really trying to open up 
see what you have to offer. So exactly what, you know, that's exactly what is, is necessary and really to release a lot of the things that we're trying to really get out there, right? Whether it's our own insecurities or where we're just trying to see the vision of somebody else too, because that sometimes can be a challenge. And that, that insecurity is so harsh on us because we think, you know, we have this one vision and someone might think it's great, but you continue to hear the flaws. You continue to see the mistakes, even though it's like, when do you get to that point where, no, this is it's good enough. This is where it should be, because you're always going to be your biggest critic in anything that you do. Um, and that sometimes is usually what holds us back. So I love the fact that Maruha gives them that time and education on learning themselves, knowing who they are to really release who they want to be. Right. And I think that is really the essence of, of where we need to be. So absolutely. Just kudos. Yes, absolutely. Kudos. I love that. So next, we're going to kick it to, to Jante. How hard, Jante, do you think this year has been on songwriters in particular? I mean, because like, you know, you know, songwriters are night owls, right, anyway, but then having to like, be at home at the crib and, and locked inside. I know things are slowly opening back up now, but this pandemic, I think, has been really tough. And, and I don't know financially if if you aren't able to get out there and go to the labels and present your music, like what, what was that process like you think for some of your colleagues, even whether they were, you know, big name songwriters like yourself or just starting out? Um, I, I definitely think that it was tough because, you know, like you say, in addition to, um, you know, wanting to get out being, being night owls, song, songwriting is all about feel, um, you know, so when you don't, when in the beginning of the pandemic, we were disconnected. Like, so, you know, you're, you're not in the studio, you're not around your fellow creatives, you're not feeling that energy, um, you know, the way that, that you are used to. And, uh, and honestly, that you need, um, you know, I, I know I saw a lot of people like, oh, you know, this, this is great for me. Uh, you know, I enjoy being alone and being in the house. It's like, you know, for the creators that I know, you know, we enjoy being around each other. Like I'm, you know, I, I miss my friends. I miss my fellow creatives. I miss being in the lab. Um, so I, I definitely think that it, um, it, it took a toll in the beginning, just mentally. And then, as you said, just the, 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 the fiscal part, the revenue part of not being able, you know, artists aren't, you know, cutting as many songs or you're not being able to take meetings, you know, the buildings are shut down and things like that. It, it, it was hard. Definitely. Did you ever find yourself like kind of going through some lows? Um, not necessarily saying you, you know, dealt with anything other than that, but just any highs and lows as a songwriter? Really, really for me during the pandemic, it was just not being able to connect with the creatives like in person, um, the way that I was used, um, used to connecting. Um, I, I will say that my my pandemic experience was was pretty good, you know, with my with my family being able to be here and, and be around my family. I said, you know, you, you find out a lot about the people that you've chosen to uh, to, to <laughs> share a life with. Yeah. And if you really if you really like them or not, and it turns out that that I, I love the people uh, <laughs> that, that, I, uh, that I chose to to, to to spend my life with. But yeah, still still miss just, you know, being able to get out. I mean, because another thing with the with with creatives, it's not just the energy of your fellow creatives; it's the energy of being out. Like you know, mm. I, I may want to go out 
and and check out a, a spot on a Wednesday night or a Thursday night just to give me some energy that, you know, that might help me create. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, I can't do that. I can't, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I, I can't get out and just and just feel energy because energy is so important to the creative process. Like you you have to have it. And is it's the energy that, that you pick up from being out, but really just the energy of others. I, I think that's what we all realize is that we, we need that community and that connection with people. Mm-hmm. And, and songwriters, I believe, were just like everyone else. Like we really missed being around people because, you know, we're all made that way. We, we need each other. We need people. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that there's um, also like a, I feel like there's a sense of like living that is a benefit to storytelling and songwriting. And so kind of to some degree having um, our ability to really live life. I mean, we're all kind of, for the first time, like we're experiencing the same thing globally. You know, like Mm -hmm. everybody was in the house together. So everybody's, although everybody's experience while they were in the house, like you said, you might love your experience, Someone might have had a challenging experience um, during quarantine. Mm-hmm. Um, can, do you think that that might have even affected how maybe music is to sound in the future? Can you foresee, like, not to say that you can foresee that, but like, do you can you feel a sense of shift maybe because of quarantine and people's lack of being able to kind of like have lived and things changing, the world kind of changing at that moment, having its effect too? I could see that. I, I mean, I'm hoping that won't be the case, that it won't have too too much of an effect. But you're absolutely right. You know, that that's part of it, too. We we write what we live uh, or at least, you know, a, a lot of us do really, really write what we live. So as you say, we got to get out and 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 live and and feel that. So, um, you know, and, and I think maybe for new artists, um, it was probably hard too. just those young songwriters and artists and creatives who thrive on. You know, we I've been doing it so long that sometimes, you know, people take for granted just that artist who goes to an open mic night to, you know, mm-hmm. to 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 showcase their new song, you know, and that's a, and that's a big deal for a new artist. That's a big deal for a new songwriter, you know, songwriting showcases that that different organizations put on. That's a really big deal. And that's a and, and that's a thing, um, you know, that that means a lot. Um, to all writers, but really means a lot to to young writers, um, you know, who are just trying to get out there and, and get those reps to, you know, to 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 feel that uh, what it what it's like to be out. So, I'm hoping I'm hoping that it won't have too much of an, a negative impact. I'm hoping that the impact um, from having to be in and and figure out different ways to be creative. I'm hoping that that'll be a positive impact on on the material that we hear. That's a great point. Moduha, what would you add to that? Or what would you say as a vocal psychologist to mm-hmm. some of the maybe younger songwriters that might be listening in uh, around what Jonte was saying and, and how they can really, you know, protect their mental wellness and, and, and be able to move past, you know, this pandemic, if you will. Now, I know if y'all in the A, we were open, open. <laughs> unfortunately mm-hmm. fortunately unfortunately so anybody outside of Atlanta no I'm just kidding but um, <laughs> oh, man. what would you say uh, Maruha to that yeah well what you said Jonathan was yeah it really resonated with me because I think that's how we all felt you know it, it's such a, it was such a surreal moment when when we realized oh we're in lockdown we, we can't leave our houses anymore it was so surreal it was like a bad movie and I think for me there was a long period of 
grief, really, uh, of, you know, just the sense of loss. Like you said, you can't go out, you can't meet your friends, you can do the things you're used to doing. Um, But um, I'm, I'm an optimist. And so what I like to do is first, you know, when I'm in a situation that I don't want to be in, I allow myself to first really feel the feelings, not resist what I'm feeling. No fear, guilt, shame. Just go through the feelings first. And then um, one of my you know, great philosophies in life is where there's a threat, there's also an opportunity. So um, mm. I really started looking at, okay, yeah, this is not the life that I'm used to living, but how could this be the best thing that happened to me personally? And so I started going inwards way more. Um, and instead of finding the stories out there, I started finding the stories in here because, you know, we're, you know, everyone has lived so many stories already. You have so much experience. You've lived through so much. So there's a lot to say, even when you don't go out, especially when you don't go out, when you turn inwards and look at what you've been through in life. Um, and so you, I think you kind of see that already with the songs that are coming out now, the, the more introspective, you know, I'm thinking of a Taylor Swift, for instance. It's a very different vibe than than five years ago or three years ago. It's much more. A hundred percent. I thought the same yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. So for me, personally, uh, for me, it was actually a pretty exciting year because uh, I'm half Costa Rican and I've never really connected with my Latin side. And this year I was really able to delve into, you know, the musical history and try to use... Um, that part of me in music, which I've never done before because I come from like a dance uh, background, which is more European, you know, kind of German, Dutch. Uh, but now I've, I was able to really look at my own history, my own roots. What do I want to say? And how do I want to translate that into, into music? And I've encouraged that in all my, in my clients as well. And it, it becomes this beautiful thing if you let it if you can really anchor more and feel your roots more you're able to expand more as well you're able to make even more meaningful art um so yeah i choose to see it as a blessing now but i definitely (laughs) have suffered a lot in the beginning um but yeah again i think the threats can be an opportunity I think it's also the science too. And I, you know, at the end of the day, there's this full science behind all of that. How do we learn, right? And it's usually very visual. Um, you know, how our brain responds and synapses, you know, so all of that, as we're taking in information and for like for six, three to six months, we weren't able really to take in an information, right? We were just processing, you know, what was happening. And, you know, to, to Jante's point, you know, it didn't really make us feel good, you know, a lot of times. And, you know, we do have, we've had so many different experiences. And sometimes even when we looked inside, it got really darker, right? So that was the other aspect of it too, is that sometimes when, you know, you're so used to being out, you're constantly busy. And so for the first time, people weren't busy and they had to sit with themselves. And sometimes sitting with yourselves can be even more overwhelming um, than you realize, which is probably why you used to write in the first place, right? (laughs) To, To give those outlet, but you had these other outlets to get yourself out of. So for the first time, you didn't get that. So a lot of times it was probably more challenging for a lot of our creatives, you know, our younger creatives, one, because of how do we communicate, right? It's not 
as visual when it's online and virtual, even though they don't even recognize it, right? But our the communication is limited when you're having these virtual uh, sessions versus face-to-face. But so I will say, you know, to Freeze point, you might, you're going to see a shift again, right? On how we really internalize these events. So maybe five, 10 years from now, you're going to see a different type of inspiration come out of this as well, just from how we're processing these events today. So, but go ahead. I'm sorry, Free. No, no, no. That was excellent. I um, actually wanted to ask uh, Maruha and John to, how do you, to someone that might have been in that space, or just even if it wasn't quarantine that took them there, um, who struggles as a songwriter with fear of being vulnerable? when it comes to writing. The fear of being, the maybe it's the exposure and then the judgment of that exposure or having maybe not having worked through those feelings themselves. Like what words would you give them when there's like anxiety around being um, maybe unapologetically authentic um, about things that may be difficult, but also tends in my opinion to create some of the best music like ever, you know, um, I, I could name quite a few people, um, Stacey Barth is coming to mind, but like even I could just name these really, really deep introspective writers who have gone inside and then released, but what about those who are blocked by fear and anxiety? Or even you know? fear of success too. Or right? even the fear of yes, yes, because that is even like a very heightened exposure. So like, how do you, um, not even advice, but what advice do you have to just work through that or how to work through it? You asking me or John? John. Both, both actually. Uh, you can go, Maruha. Ladies um, first. Oh, thank you. <laughs> what a gentleman. Um, yeah, that is an excellent question, very relevant. Um, so yeah, there's always a lot of fear involved with vulnerability if you do it right. Um, <laughs> and that's where courage comes in, of course. So what I like to do is I try to really unpack what is happening. So usually when there's this general anxiety or fear, uh, it is kind of general. It's kind of an abstract thing. It's kind of a, a thing to, to fear, uh, a thing that you want, don't want to touch and don't want to look at. Um, but what I like to do is, well, look at it, talk to it. Um, what are you exactly afraid of? Give me the detailed situation. What is it that you're actually afraid of? So um, for instance, uh, I put the song online and I get um, you know, 99% negative comments. Um, only my mom is like nice to me. <laughs> okay, what else, what else? What could they say? So I really define what could happen. Um, that usually already creates a little bit of distance between you and and those beliefs usually when you see this fear on paper you're like okay maybe you know maybe this is a bit out there um and then what i'd like to do is okay let's say this happens um how can you get back on track so i i try to really work with the fear and not push it away um and even to the point of, um, this might sound a little crazy to, to some of you, but 
I like to actually talk to the fearful parts of this person. So really as a dialogue between the, the normal you and the fearful you and have this dialogue with each other. Like, what is it that I'm really afraid of? What are, what am I, what are you, fearful one, <laughs> trying to protect me from? Uh, and usually a really beautiful thing comes up such as, you know, a memory. Remember when I sang this song and my big brother said something mean to me that hurt my feelings. And just understanding where things come from can really take away a lot of the, of the resistance already. Um, so there's a lot of work that you can do with the fear, but at the end of the day, there's also a huge part that's just courage, that's just doing it despite being scared and being open to whatever happens and knowing what, um, that you can get through it. Um, so last thing I said, I could talk hours about anxiety, but <laughs> anxiety is usually, um, you know, uncertainty plus the feeling that you will not be able to cope with it. So there's things that you don't know about the future mm -hmm. that are scary. And then there's this, this uh, feeling, I'm not sure if I'll be able to cope with it. So what most people do is try to get information, information, what will happen, what could happen. But what you can really work on uh, that's gonna help you is the, the, uh, you know, the confidence basically that you'll be able to cope with whatever comes your way. So mm -hmm. that was a very long-winded answer, but. <laughs> it's basically changing that internal dialogue and yeah. allowing them to be more mindful, to be more present in the moment. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, to piggyback off that, I, I think, um, you know, for me, I fear in a lot of cases, yeah, I've always taken it to, to mean or show that you care about something. You know, you can't be afraid of something if there's no care there. Um, you know, and, and so I, I, um, I, I tell my sons, like, it's, it's okay to have fear. Uh, but, you know, I put fear and scared in two different classes. So I tell them, you know, it's okay to have fear. It's not okay to be scared. And, and you know, I remember the first time I said it to my son, he said, you know, what's the difference? I said, well, fear is just, you know, when you're apprehensive, you're, you're anxious about doing something. Being scared is when you're so paralyzed that you'll never, that you don't do it, that you don't move forward through the fear. So fear is okay. Like, and, and everyone has it. And don't let anybody tell you that they're not afraid of any, anyone who tells you that they're not afraid of anything, they're lying to you um, because it's, it's human. Fear is a human emotion. Uh, you're going to feel it. And I think it means that, you know, you, uh, you, there's a level of care there. Uh, but as Maruha said, it's, you know, it is about moving forward through that and just having the courage to put yourself out there, um, you know, and, and, and take that shot. An executive told me years ago, you know, when we were discussing artistry, he said, you know, be, being an artist is, is really having the courage, you know, for, for people who know baseball, um, you know, there's a batter's box at the, at the plate, you know, and that's where the action, you know, if you're going to hit, if you're going to get a hit, you know, you can't get it until you step into the batter's box. Anything that happens outside the batter's box, mm -hmm. it's, it's not legal. So you got to stand in the batter's box and take the risk that you're going to strike out, um, you know, or take the risk that you could hit it out of the park, but get up there and swing because you're definitely not going to hit it out of the park if you never step in the box. Like that's mm -hmm. that's for, for sure. You have to get up in the box and you have to take the swing. 
And, you know, and if you strike out, that's okay. We, we've all struck out. <laughs> so so mm-hmm. there, there's that part too. Um, you know, so for young artists and writers, um, like Maruha said, you, you may have fear of like, you know, I don't want to get up on the stage because last time this happened, you know, someone laughed at me or I didn't get the response. Um, you know, for, for young artists like that, I tell this story, you know, I was, you know, 14, 15 in New York, spending my summers in New York. And I would go to Cafe Wa and I would go to Chaz and Wilson's. And these were very popular open mic spots and, and the Blue Angel. And I remember one night I, I you know, I worked up the courage. I, it's like, I'm going to Cafe Wa. I'm going to sing tonight. And, um, you know, and I went with Carl Thomas. You know, we were really close. And, you know, he would usually close the show. And, you know, unfortunately, everyone knew him there. And so the MC called him up first. And Carl just proceeded to tear the whole place down. And then they looked at the list and they called my name. And I'm like, oh, man, this is. And I was so nervous. And I got up there. And I didn't do that great. <laughs> but I bombed, man, I bombed. But, you know, it, it gave me that courage to, like, you know, the very next weekend, I went out with Carl and, and then I did great. Like it's, it's so, you know, and, and I felt that fear um, th- that next weekend. So fear is a good thing because it, it you know, it can motivate you to, to move past and, and pursue and, and to find that courage. And the good thing to know is that if you, if you have fear, if fear is there, the courage is there somewhere too, to, to conquer that fear. I, I, don't, I don't think that one exists without the other. I really like that. I love that. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah. Thank you. That was, that was amazing. Um, I have a question for you both. Um, did either one of you write any songs during the pandemic that are being released now? I'm just curious in terms of what your individual, individual creative processes have been like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I, um, oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, um, yeah, I, I released an EP, I think like three weeks into the pandemic on my SoundCloud. And then um, I had some releases. I, I did some stuff with Trey uh, that came out. I've, I've done some stuff with Summer Walker that's on the way out. So uh, quite a quite a few things, um, you know, that I've been able to, you know, some sessions that I've been able to be a part of uh, quarantine music, if you will, uh, that, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to people hearing. Amazing. What about you, Maruha? Yeah, same here. Uh, not not same here at all, actually. <laughs> not the same. But, uh, <laughs> but I've also been uh, very creative. I, I've, I've focused a lot on coaching uh, the first part of 2020. Uh, but by the end, I, I felt more creative and more... I felt all around me as well that people were like, okay, let's just... Next year, let's just get it, you know? Let's just make something of next year. Um, so uh, I had a first release in February with Warner Asia, and then I, I worked on this really big project for a big company. I can't say it, but that's going to be an exciting. Um, it's it's kind of in the kids' music atmosphere. I've been doing a lot of that lately, and then I'm working awesome. on a, on a music projects, as I mentioned, for my Latin inspired one, which I'm really really excited about. Did you? How do you find yourselves able to stay creative or not 
you know, um, not kind of feeling stale about what you want to express, how you want to, you know, what you want to write, what you want to make. How do you get over that hump of having any blockage? Or if you're, if you ever feel blockage, like how do you get past the, you know, writer's block, if you will? Either um, for me, yeah, for me, I, um, you know, I, if, if I ever feel it, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm never afraid to like, you know, step back for a few minutes, you know, take a walk. I'm, I'm, I've gotten really into walks around the, around the block. I mean, it, it, it sounds like cliche or, or simple, uh, but there's really just, you know, a lot of beauty in the world and there's some value in just taking a step back and kind of clearing your head. So, you know, to go for a walk, to take a deep breath, to take in everything around you. And it's just like, you know, um, my philosophy is if, if, if I'm here, then, you know, anyone who's here, we're, we're already winning because there are so many. I mean, one thing that the pandemic taught us is that, you know, life, life can be fragile. Um, and, and so if you've made it through this, you know, just the being able to go outside and, and get a breath of fresh air and, and walk around and, you know, hear, I mean, like I say, it might sound cliche, but to hear the birds just, you know, chirping and doing whatever. And then you come back and it's like, you know what? I'm okay. I'm okay. I took a deep breath and I'm okay. And it's going to be okay. And, uh, and, and, and I'm meant to do this. I'm meant to do this. I'm, you know, all creatives, you know, when you, when you, when you have that, like you're, you're meant to do this is, is, is how you get, you know, a psychologist, you know, and who's, who, who worked in Holland to, to come over at like Maruha and, and, and be a songwriter and, and a vocal psychologist because you're meant to do this, you know? So when you're meant to do it, it's, you know what? Cool. I got it. I got it. it. It, it, you know, I may, I may have a block here or there. I take a step back. I take a deep breath, but you know, th this is my calling and, and I'm meant to be here. So I, I, I'm going to get, I'm going to get it done. So true. I, I feel the same way, Jonathan. I, I took so many walks last year. <laughs> I hiked all of Griffith Park, which is a really big park here in, in LA um but yeah i think uh to answer your question i think creativity needs space i think that's why those walks are so great like you just and like you said earlier Jua, it's so true that we were just we were kind of forced to sit with ourselves this year and that does bring up some uncomfortable memories but they're still part of you um and i find it very healing to go on those walks and to you know work with those uncomfortable memories and those uncomfortable parts of yourself because it's kind of like you're kind of an alchemist in that sense you know you look mm -hmm. at it you work with it you talk to it you you know and you see the opportunity there you see how it can bring um, something beautiful to your music um and so i think for me it was actually a blessing in disguise because when i was very active as a songwriter and you know this Jonathan, it's go 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 session after session Sometimes you kind of fall back on, on formulas and things that you know will work. And um, sometimes there's not enough room for, for truth there and for, for yeah, for art. 
So I think with all the space that this pandemic has given us, yeah, I think that space can actually help you find the truth that you want to share in your music. And that's what I really try to do. And that's sometimes hard. So it helps to have accountability partners. And I'm actually setting up some uh, accountability group for songwriters so that we can kind of write alone together. <laughs> uh, so not as a session, but you know, write by yourself and just have this accountability thing in place. Um, and then, yeah. And then just try to share your truth. And sometimes it doesn't work at all. Maybe, you know, you make like three horrible songs, but then the fourth one is like, whoa, I've never made anything like this before. And it's so much more meaningful than the formulaic ones that I wrote. Beautiful. Absolutely. Well, I know we have held you guys long enough. I do want to, before we close out, I want to have Jewel talk a little bit about the song soundtrack of mental health and then get you guys' opinion of what you think these wellness trainings um, will do for songwriters in the music community. Jewel? Absolutely. So excited to release uh, the soundtrack of mental health. And basically, this is just a compilation of different uh, mental health awareness trainings. So a lot of them, Ruha, what you're talking about, and Jonathan, the, the mindfulness that you were referring to and being able to learn those different strategies is a lot of what we kind of talk about as well, too. Um, we will be giving just that basic education about mental health. So people understand just how their thoughts and feelings and behaviors are all connected. And, and now sometimes you could be in, in, you know, in front of your own self, right? When you're trying to push those obstacles out the way, sometimes it's you and really teaching them how to recognize themselves, to recognize their mental health, but also to build their support system. Um, so, you know, to your point, being able to create social support, even, you know, we I've listened to a few artists just kind of talk about the loneliness of it, right? Even when you're surrounded by people, you still feel very lonely. And a lot of it is one, when you have to sit with yourself, you realize, I don't know if I like that person. So I, I think I'm going to ignore it. But the idea of you ignoring yourself is you also don't get the full breast of your creativity. So it's really helping more artists, executives to understand the importance of their own mental well-being, how it's going to promote mental wellness and strategies they can support each other with. Um, but also when we recognize crisis. So a lot of times, you know, suicide continues to be the 10th leading cause of death, really educating communities about that. Um, and then how they can recognize those signs and symptoms earlier so that we don't get to that point. We're losing too many folks uh, to suicide. So um, as well as substance use. So all of those, you know, just that education and wellness will be incorporated in this uh, training series. Thank you, Jewel. We really hope that this work will be life saving and game changing um, for the industry. Um, Jonte, any thoughts on that? Um, no, I, I think it's amazing. As, as Jewel said, uh, it, it's really important to to take care of yourself mentally. And, and a lot of us, you know, I, I'm just glad that the work is being done for it to come out. And, and a lot of us are, are beginning to accept, um, you know, that it's OK to um, to know that you need to care for yourself mentally, um, to be able to say that you're not OK when you're not okay um you know and it's that is it that's not a, a sign of weakness um to you know pretend that you that you're okay 
when you're, you know, when you're not really okay. Um, and, and, and so many of us struggle with that. Like, you know, I, um, you know, you guys touched on it in, in the beginning of, of, of the, of the show that, you know, you can have a bunch of stuff going on and be successful on the, you know, on the surface. Uh, but underneath that, you know, I, I know so many people, myself at one time being one of them, that's just, you know, mentally and spiritually and emotionally just not in a good place, you know, but the songs are still going to number one, uh, you know, the champagne is still mm-hmm. flowing, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, the private jets are still taking off, but it's, but it's emptiness. Thank you. Maruha? Yeah, I completely agree. And, you know, I, you know, Shanti, I'm such a big fan of you and what you do. And I'm so, so happy that uh, you're getting the support that you deserve and Jewel and Free, you know, I'm, I'm just in awe of all of you. And I think it's so, so important uh, for especially songwriters who have, uh, wh- whose job it is to express their emotions, who turn their emotions into money, basically, um, for them to get the emotional support that they need. It's so important. And I'm, and I'm really excited that finally, uh, you know, the industry is starting to understand that, that it is essential. So I'm, I would love yeah. that you put it that way of turning your emotions into money. Right? Yeah. And the profession of emotions kind of, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm super excited for what you guys are going to do. Thank you so much. And, and tell everybody how they, we can stay in touch with you, Maruha. Um, okay. So, <laughs> Again, my name sounds like a Matata, but that will get you to another website. Um, so the easiest way is to look at, uh, to, to search for vocalpsychology.com. That's how you can, how you can find me. Amazing. And Jante, how can we stay in touch with you? Uh, my IG is my name, uh, but it's uh, the real Jante Austin. Uh, that's my IG and uh, Jante LSR uh, on Twitter. And uh, yeah, check in with me. Amazing. Jewel? As always, you guys can check me on uh, IG at Jewel, J-E-W-E-L-L underscore five. Good. Um, And just find me on Silence to Shame every place else. Awesome. And you can follow me at ShantiDoss404 on IG and Twitter and follow us at Silence to Shame on Instagram and check out our website, silencetoshame.com. Free, how can they listen to the podcast and also stay in touch with you? I am at Free the Vision everywhere that you are. Um, and they can listen to the podcast on Apple's SoundCloud and Spotify, Google Play as well at this point. Um, so please be sure to rate, subscribe, share, um, and comment on this podcast. Um, it really, and, and things that you'd be interested in hearing about all of those things. We love that kind of engagement. Um, you can find us on, I think you just said that too, Shanti, um, on Instagram at silence to shame, and then on Facebook and Twitter at silence th shame. So, um, please. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 no. Go ahead. I was just going to say, and it is May 5th, right? We are doing our Texas-thon. We got our gala going on. So if you guys want to donate to our music and mental health programs, you can text the word SILENCE to 707070. Again, to donate, text the word SILENCE to 707070, or you can make a donation via our website under donate on silenceashame.com. This has been the Songwriters and Mental Health Podcast. Stay tuned for the soundtrack of mental health so we can continue to train the world. 
and um, just allow yourself grace and space to heal and feel. Songwriters learn how to turn your emotions into money, um, into your into mm-hmm. finances, uh, as Maruha said, and, and continue to silence the shame. Thank you.